I need to know everything Who and the what and the where I need everything Trust me, I hear what you're saying But act like it's new what you're telling me I'm curious, George I hop in the Porsche Five and a horse I'm ready for war <laughs> We're back We're back yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. Awesome, guys. Well, today in the podcast, everybody, we are joined by a special guest, April Cook. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> Is this your first podcast? Yep. Yeah? Awesome. Is it weird hearing your own voice? Yeah. It is kind of weird. Have you ever, huh? like, heard when we say, like, when you have to replay and listen to your own voice, you're like, oh, my gosh, you sound like an idiot. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, everybody has the I same thought. I worried about that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Everybody has the same thought. Um, but yeah, we're happy that we have you here Good, today. Um, Excited to be here. Um, so everybody on the podcast, joined by my co-host, Alan Kantarevich. We're back. We're, we're back. We never left. Well, we're not leaving. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. We live here, I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we're happy to have you here because uh, a lot of the agents on the team, a lot of agents that we know of, they're getting very curious about home flipping, investments, rental properties, um, besides just helping people buy and sell. Um, so I'm happy that you can come and kind of share your experience and, and your knowledge on how you got started and, and, and what you're doing now. And Alan tells me you got some big projects that you're doing right now. We do. Yep. Yeah. So I'm really excited to hear about that. But tell me first, where are you from? Are you from here in Utah? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Born and raised in Sandy. So not too far. Um, I live in Sandy. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I love Sandy. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so you're born and raised in Sandy and then you live now in. We're in Alpine. Utah County. Yeah. How do you like it over there? It was an adjustment, yeah. but I love it. Yep. I feel like Alpine's a little different. It's a little, it's not like your typical Provo. I don't know. But yeah. so it was a little bit of, a, of an adjustment getting yeah. over there. So, I mean, I grew up in Sandy. My husband and I lived 10 years in Draper before that. When we moved to Alpine, the first time I called my dad, who still lives in Sandy, literally was like, is this a long distance call? Why are you calling me? <laughs> like, totally kidding. But like, that's how they view Utah, Utah County yeah. is like too far away so are they 435 no uh -uh. what are they uh four, still, three, 801 oh, still 801 and, and 385 no yeah 385 yeah. okay yeah. see it's not that far out there yeah i know right it's like 15 minutes away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh the company that you started is powerhouse streams mm -hmm. right yep how, how long ago did you guys start that oh probably like three three or four years ago yeah yeah what what got you into that you know what i've I've run a lot of businesses. Like I just, it was just, it's always been my dream. I always said once our kids were old enough that that's what I wanted to do was fix and flip homes. So, but I knew it was a really big thing to take on. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to wait until our kids were old enough and all in school that it gave me enough time during the day to really like dive into it. Yeah. So once our youngest was starting school, it was kind of just time. There you go. So what did you do before that? Some of the other businesses that you were doing. <laughs> so I used to own a boat rental business, like renting out wakeboarding boats. Um, everything's just kind of started as a, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's try it. Yeah. So I, we were, my bro little brother was getting ready to leave on a mission and we wanted to take one big glass, like Lake Powell trip. And we have all owned boats our whole lives. But I kind of said, I was like, let's rent like a really nice big wakeboarding boat so we can all go together. And when I got on to look at what rates were to like rent a boat, I was like, I my own. I'm going to start renting these out. Yeah. <laughs> so we bought a boat and started renting it out. And that was good. It was fun. It paid for our boats to be able to go play and things like that. But um, I've owned like little girls accessory business things. Like when my, I very first started having kids with like bows, bracelets, inky clips, I sold to, all, sold to like all the vendors in the malls. And I don't know. It's just kind of been my thing my whole life. Yeah, everything. The thought of having a bit boss makes me Just sick. a natural, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though i swear <laughs> like i i have the same thing i've done like a million different things in my life um and the one thing i, I will not do is work for somebody i just no. can't do it and it's not even because um i feel like oh I, I don't want like that person in charge of me it's more like i suck at being an employee bad mm -hmm. like i don't know something in my mind like switches when someone tells me to do something i do the opposite yeah even if it's what you wanted to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like this authority thing that i have an yeah. issue with and so and um, the accountability just the fact that I mean, I'm a strong believer in work really hard, but we work hard so we can play hard. Yeah. And when you work for somebody else, like, that doesn't happen. No. And I can't fathom the idea of, like, having to get permission to go play or to go to my kids' stuff or, you know, things like that, or that you're going to tell me how much I'm worth. Like, yeah. that just – but I also learned the hard way that that's not something that can be taught either. Yeah. Like, I think you're either born an entrepreneur or – 
you're not. Yeah. Because <laughs> I tried to push it on a lot of people, like, over the years of people I cared about, people mm-hmm. that I just, the thought of them having to go to work every day, like, I wanted so much more for them, but it's not for everybody, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I realized that, too. Like, you and I connect on that because when you're saying that, I'm like, wow, that's exactly how I still am. Yeah. You know, I have friends who are stuck in the nine to five and, and they're not growing in life and they're not like th- they're not progressing. They're not moving forward. And, you know, when when the, the inflation is like really fucking with the economy, I look at them and they're not getting paid anymore and their lifestyle is more expensive. And it's not a great lifestyle. It's like just paycheck to paycheck, being able to pay their rent. And I look at them now, especially from a real estate standpoint, I'm like, man, the houses are so expensive now. They need so much money to compete. These people who are close to me are probably never going to be able to buy a house. You know, they're making 12, 13, 14, $15 an hour. And I'm just like, dude, wake up, come on, just tell the collectors to kiss your ass and get in line. You know, and if you got to burn your credit for the next year, just to start a business, do it. It's worth it. You know, in three years, it'd be good. And, you know, two years will be good. And they just, this doesn't click, nope. you know, and it's fine. And you know what the problem is, is three, four years down the road, they won't be okay. Yeah. That's one big thing. We, we, uh, ran an MLS or an MLM business, um, it was called prepaid legal back then. I can't remember what it's called now. But and we Brett worked at the gym at the time. Yeah. Um, ran all the Gold's gyms here in Utah. And so I was like the deal was I would get it up and going and then he would kinda take over it once we could get him home. We just needed to like replace his income. And I worked so hard to get like my siblings involved, my grandparents, my dad, you know, like everybody because I saw the potential there. Yeah. And yet Everybody that we drug into it, you guys, I ran their businesses because I wanted it so bad for them. And yet they wanted it, but they don't want it bad enough. They don't, or they want it, but that risk, that fear, it will drown them. Like, I mean, my dad even quit his job to come like try to do it, but it wasn't worth it. I mean, it's not, it's not the dream to run your own business when it like makes you sick to get out of bed, you know? And yet I'm the exact opposite. The thought, I'm like, my mom, she's a nurse, so I get it. Like, you've got job security no matter what. You know, there's always going to need be a need for that. But for everybody else, everybody will view it, and they're like, yeah, but aren't you so worried? Like, where's your money going to come from? What if this isn't a big trend for forever? Great, so we'll jump to the next thing. Exactly. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But for them, I view it the exact opposite. I'm like, you can't guarantee your job. What happens when you go in tomorrow and your boss is like, Psh, we don't need you anymore? Yep. I'm like, that's way bigger of a fear. At least Mm -hmm. if I can start something, great, I can start it again. Like, you know, but it can't be taught. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, for some people. You got to take that risk. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to love that risk. You've got to love to. You you got to be willing to go through the ups, through the the downs and everything. But I I wouldn't have any any other way. Like, I don't know any other way. I, I could never work for anybody. No way. I don't yeah. think any of us can. No, no way. I Nobody wants it. me working for. I tried exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, come on. I don't want to work for you. Yeah. Get out of here. No, terrible, terrible idea to hire me. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, let's so let's let's get into your. Uh, I mean, what got you into the real estate stuff? I mean, because you mentioned you were doing some MLM stuff. You had like some uh, kids accessories that, yeah. you, that you were doing, and I just whatever was kind of like the big fad. Like I kind of just would jump into it. Um, I don't even know, like I responded to some like work at home thing and this guy called me who's like a great friend now, Ryan Burns, like th- one of the best leaders I've ever met Yeah. and introduced me to prepaid legal. And so I was like, yeah, we can do this. Like this is easy and jumped into it, replaced my husband's six figure income in like a matter of a couple months. And the idea of it, I loved it. But what I didn't love is 99.9% of people looking to work from home, have the most poor mindset mentality, like, and you can't want it for them more than what they want it. And that unfortunately is how that business type works. You need to be able to teach people how to do what you're doing and help them along the way. But I found that I wanted it for them more. You know, when I hear some story of single mom and they can't make their ends meet and they're working three jobs and they don't ever see their kids. And I'm thinking, wouldn't you do anything to change that? Like, this is so simple to change your life. And yet day one of you going out to work with them, oh, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make it today. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. And I just felt like, even though we were making great money, I felt like it was constantly babysitting. 
Yeah. I'm not a nice nice enough person to do that. Yeah. Like plain and simple. Yeah. Like, Alan and I, you know, Alan and I ran into that with, with a couple of people in the team in the past and, and you know, when we were when we were talking to them and confronting them about the issue, eventually letting them go, you know, we, we, we were like, Hey, you know, we can't be committed to your success more than you are. You know, that's it's not gonna work that way. You need to be committed just as much as we are or more. And unfortunately when people they don't have that mindset, they, they, they lean on you to take care of them. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's not the way it works. Yeah, we, I, was, I, was, I was actually thinking about the exact same thing. Yeah. We, we ran into the exact same issue. There was guys that we wanted it for them so bad. You know, we, we were here all day, all night long, just because, like, you believe in them that much. Mm-hmm. But if they don't believe in themselves, what then? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, people will put on a show in front of you to look like they're killing it. They're doing everything they should be doing. But then they go home. They check out. That phone is off. That laptop is not plugged in. Like, they're checked out. Yeah. You know, entrepreneur, we don't ever turn off. Like, we, we just go, go, go. Like, we're constantly on the go. Like, we, we can be texting at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Like, hey, I, th- I found a property. Um, if, if you can run some comps for me. Cool. Let's do it right now. Yeah. It could be 9, it could be 10. It doesn't matter what time. There's been times. Oh, multiple. I sent you a message at, like, multiple. midnight being like, hey, can you run comps on this house? <laughs> I'm like, perfect. I'm on it. Yep. Instantly. <laughs> yep. Every time. Instantly. Yep. Dude. Yeah. And then on top of that, yeah, we actually, I'm not sure if you know, but we go way back, maybe what, like two years now. I think we, we've known each other. So we met actually, I think I may have told you, we actually met um, when I was I was calling leads. Yeah. Oh, so she was a lead that She came was in. a lead. So April was one of my best and favorite leads, I feel like, yeah. two years ago. And that's how we, we linked up. We went to go look at a few properties. We did one together. And the next thing you know, we'd probably done like 10 you yeah. know, by now. Um, but that's how we got in touch. Damn. That's cool. Yeah, usually when, when, when we would call investors, we'd be like, oh. oh here we go. <laughs> want to hang the phone up on them because they all say the same thing. And you don't know if they're just like a person at home watching HDTV and they can't they can't get approved for anything or they don't have the cash. And so you, you when you hear investor, you're like, oh, here we go again, another investor. Are they just dreaming? Are they really an investor? Have they ever done a flip? You know what I mean? And so we'll qualify them to a certain extent, you know, and if they sound like they know what they're doing, then we'll put them in our little list of investors, you know. Um, but no, that's cool. No, I remember that. We talked about that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. tell me about I learned that the hard way though. Yeah. When we very first got started and I started reaching out to a few realtors and it was like, nope, we don't work with real investors. We don't, you know, yeah. that I finally realized it's one of those like fake it till you make it. And I finally had to be like, yep. Been doing this for years. We do a ton of them. That's I what she it. told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do multiple. We do like, I don't even know how many I'm like. Okay, she got her shit together. Yeah, because otherwise they won't give you the time <laughs> yeah, of day. Yeah. I remember the first realtor I worked with. <laughs> you guys, she sold me the home. We hadn't done anything. And I, I it's not good to lie, but I realized nobody was going to give me a chance, like, yeah. unless I told them I've been doing this. And she walked through our house after we had, like, fixed it all up. And she's like, this is amazing. She's like, you can just tell you've been doing this for years. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks so much. Like, And I was. I was super grateful that, like, she saw that we really put a lot of time and energy into it. But yeah. I was like, actually, you're my first one. Like, Did you tell her that? No, oh. of course not. I needed her to give me more houses. Like, <laughs> but it, it was. It was realtors don't want to put in that time and that energy. And I get it, especially yeah. here in Utah. I feel like everybody's all about, like, hey, yeah. how can I make money? And flipping is not, if you're going to do it the right way, if you're not going to hide shady stuff, and it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of time. It's a lot of energy, but the payoff's amazing. Yeah. So. so tell me about that first deal. I mean, how did that happen? And and, and, and so how did you get the capital? What, did you guys take a loan on it? Did you borrow money? Did you come up with your own cash? I mean, so what was that like? So I, before we, like, very first got started, I had started doing a lot of research, and I'm not, like, a big book person. I'm a very hands-on, yeah. I can learn super quickly, but just tell me what to do and I can critique it to be better. But to like sit down and study, it's just not my thing. But I had gone to one of those like real estate, like classes type things that want to like recruit you in. Yeah. Pretty much another MLM type thing. Yeah. And like the bus tour stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mike Burns is talking yep. about that. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of real estate investors go to those things uh-huh. and they realize it's not where you want to go to, no. to, to, you know, to, no. to do it. It's the ones that need they're handheld. That's, that's yeah. who recruits there. But so I th- sat through the whole thing and I was super grateful for like my experience in MLM to realize like whoever's team you're put on is critical in what kind of attention you're going to get, how well you're going to do. And so after the meeting, I just walked right up to the front and I'm like, I need to know who runs the state of Utah. So they introduced me to him and I sat down with him and I just said, I'm super interested, but 
like, I need to do this quickly. Like, I'm not somebody that's going to build slowly. And the more that we talked, I realized that they were more about, like, who can you find to come in and be part of this? And I'm like, I don't want to recruit anybody. I'm not looking to. Uh I just want to flip houses. And I realized really quickly that most of those are not about that. They'll go show you a few homes and show you how it was done. But really, they just want you to recruit a bunch of people to, like, come join their nightly classes. You know, yeah. And so after going to the class and realizing in this day and age, everything's online. You can learn anything you want if you really just put your mind to it. And so I just started reaching out to, like, all the podcasts and just anything I could find. And while I was doing stuff at the house or, you know, yard work, whatever. I just listen to podcast after podcast of how to flip houses. And, and most of it is so common sense. Like it's it, but it's, it gets your mind going, gets you starting to like take that. And I'm definitely a jump in. What's the risk? Like it doesn't work out. Great. We'll try something else type of mentality. And so I just said like, it's just time to do it. And there was a guy that was looking to sell his real, his like fix and flip business and I didn't want his business. Like, clearly, what are you buying? Like, yeah. you know, he's already sold everything. I just wanted his website. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to put a website together. Yeah. And and went, so I went and sat down with him to, like, talk to him about things. And he just kept saying, he's like, don't worry about it. Investors will come. Find a property. And I was like, where are they going to come from? Like, yeah. you know? And s- same thing. You, you got to fake it. Like, you've got to make them believe. Because they're not going to risk it they're not going to give you five hundred thousand dollars you know before you've ever even done anything yeah so i just went through and made it look like i knew what i was talking about (laughs) (laughs) and found a property and just instantly put some ads out on like ksl and facebook and stuff for some investors and we had people start calling us and told them yeah actually i got a property right now that might be perfect for you and it worked like so was the ad you put out was that an actual home or was that just no like it a, was an ad like to find investors oh of, like, okay i can make you a lot of money on you know a return on your money quicker yeah. than you're gonna find anywhere else so but once they saw how quickly i could turn homes around then that brought in new investors and mm-hmm. once i actually had a home to show people then i advertised to like let investors come see our work like once we finished and that yeah. brought in quite a few investors and so let's hold on let, let's go back to when you said you could flip a home or like you turn a house around very quickly right you mm-hmm. can renovate it and get it sold quickly so let's talk about the renovation process i mean do you have a background in construction and construction management do you just have people who know how to do stuff i mean how did you put together a crew yes. to do that so the very first one my husband and i pretty much did everything our very first home we bought we bought close to home And you guys, we were like, we abandoned our kids pretty much. Like we worked 17 hour days because I set a goal that that house would be gutted and done in four weeks. And I was not willing to alter from that goal. Like I just felt like it was so much about my reputation of people that had given us the money to invest and stuff that they needed to see when I tell them four weeks, I meant four weeks. And so we were just killing ourselves. But we did all the work on that very first one because I needed to build enough capital that I wouldn't have to use 100% of investors' money. I wanted to be able to have a little bit of my money in every single home on top of the investors. And so Brett and I just worked sun up to sundown and got that very first one done and had like five offers on day one. And I just, yeah, from there we just kind of grew, like built some more investors and I still, to this day, will use investors just because I like to keep our money in case something pops up that's like a killer deal that I don't want to have to like use investors on or yeah. that it wouldn't make sense that way, you know? And so I try to keep our money free for those types of things. And we use investors a lot. Still, yeah. So, so Brett's pretty handy. You're pretty handy. You guys both know how to do all the work. You guys can hang sheet rock, mud, tape, paint, everything. Yep. Nice. Yeah, Brett's. Look at her complaining, complaining about her hair a minute ago. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> complaining about the, the headphones. Because if I'm going to get ready, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do it all. Like, we can do it all. Brett's Brett's the hardest worker you'll ever meet. I couldn't agree more. But, I could not agree more. Yeah, but he's not, like, the typical entrepreneur. Like, he gets drug along. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not. He doesn't love to take those huge risks. Like, he's on board. He'll support me and everything. But he's definitely, like let me be the one that works hard type of mentality. And if there's something that pops up, I'm like, that he's like, babe, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, it's what YouTube's for. Like we can figure it out. It can't be that hard, you know? So it's been that way for everything in our lives. Like I'm like, YouTube it, like let's figure it out. So we did a lot of that at the beginning. I mean, we definitely both 
did a lot growing up. Like my dad was super awesome to teach us stuff. And, you know, so I was never like the one just sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Like I love to be in on it. I mean, we just put in a pool last year and you guys, it killed me to hire. Like I wanted to hire somebody to do it, but to like sit at the window and I'm like, dude, he's taking so long. Like there were several times I went out and I'm like, do you want me to do that part so you can move on to this one? Like, cause we could get this ball rolling a lot quicker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I killed, like, I love, I love hiring crews and that kind of stuff, but I love to be part of it. Yeah. Like I love just the creative side of it. Yeah. So Sounds like you like to get your hands dirty too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. you started honestly, not when you were bullshitting all these people <laughs> that you've been doing it for years, but you started, how long ago did you guys start? Um, probably like three years ago. About three years ago. Three or four years ago. Um, and then when you did your first flip, how long did that take? Four weeks. So four weeks day. start to finish. Yep. Wasn't willing that's to give like, on that. That's that isn't that like that's like industry standard. Like that yeah. that's like what everybody wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. You guys yep. did your first one. Yep. That's kind of a that's one thing that I feel like has drawn a lot of our investors is once I prove to them that we really can do it that quickly, they're it's way less of them doing research to let me look into the home. Let me like, they've learned to just trust me that we really will get it done that quickly. So this one that we're doing right now, it's like a $2 million property. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll give it six weeks. Like I, we try to do everything. If it's a very light flip, we'll do it in two weeks. If it's a full remodel, I try to do it in four weeks. So bigger ones like this. This this is your full time. This is your full time deal, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing this for a long time? Forever. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know what? It's your typical entrepreneur. This, you know, the, where they quote, you know, the, if you love what you're doing, it's not a job type of mm-hmm. mentality. And forever I was always like, well, it's still a job. I mean, all granted, we'd love to live at the beach, but yeah. honestly, even when it's a day off, like we try to take Sundays off, you guys, Sundays kill me. Like I try so hard to like, <laughs> and I love That's to play. Like I love, but I don't want to sit at home. So yeah. I'm fine to go play. Like, let's go do something. I love to stay busy, but if we're going to sit at home, then I got to be doing something. Yeah. So, so yeah, I feel like just from the beginning, we've always just really pushed hard to get them done quickly. And what's, I mean, what's the difference? It's, you can drag it out and pay more in interest and hold on to the house. And, or I just, we stack our crews. So if I've got one crew doing tile in the bathrooms, I've got somebody else doing flooring and my crews don't always love it that they're working on top of each yeah. other, but it's, I mean, it's the only way to get it done that quickly. Yeah. So I'm curious to know <clears throat> on your first one, because uh, actually the last guy we talked to, Mike, uh, Michael yeah. Burns, he mentioned on the first, I think one or two or three, they didn't actually make any money. They actually lost money because you're going through that phase of your learning. Well, I think he made money on the first one. Did he? It wasn't a lot. The second one he lost and okay. the third one, I think he broke even and okay. then he started cash flowing. Yeah. So how, how, how has your experience been with, with the first one? Did you guys make money? Did you lose? Yeah, what we made it. Made a lot of money. What did you make, so, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I want to say it was like sixty thousand on that very first one. Okay. Which for a month worth of work of something I've never done before, like I was like, "Dang, see, told you I could do this." Not bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so, your net after you paid the investors. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So it was definitely a learning curve. There was a lot, you know, and I've I've learned over the years. Like my time is worth more than that. Like. I have a very hard time kind of like handing jobs off, even though I say like, I want to hire crews to do everything. Then bids start coming in and I'm like, yeah. four grand for that? You could do that yeah. in a day. Come on, we'll just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. but pretty soon your pile, your list stacks up so high of what you're going to have to do. And it's just not worth it. Like mm-hmm. my time's worth more than that. And I want to be home with my kids and I want to, you know, like, so I had to really start learning to like get crews that we could trust crews are definitely one of those things where you get what you pay for and we've been burned really bad like and there's nothing worse than having a crew come in that you is not working out because you know the second you let them go then you're like well great so do i have to start sleeping in the house because are you going to come trash it or Mm -hmm. you're going to come steal our stuff like we had one crew that you guys they were awful (laughs) and when we finally were like okay this is not working out they broke into the house but they were dumb enough to like break in by still using the key at the front door. Which is good. Yeah, except for then, like, so then he calls me from the house and he's like, hey, somebody broke into the house and all the tools are gone. And we like get there and there's no broken windows. There's like no damage. And I'm like, how did they break in? Oh, they went through the back patio door. I'm like, well, I personally locked that myself. So I know for a fact it was locked and that the wood piece was in. And I'm like, and the key's missing out of the key box. Like, 
I mean, it was so common sense yeah. and we change our codes quite often so that I know exactly who has it. And they'd taken all of our tools, like everything wow. that it's just like, that part sucks, but yeah. So when these contractors, when, when you're in a situation where they burn you, um, are you paying them half up front? Are you paying them for the material up front? And then they, let's say they walk off the job or they're not working out and so you get rid of them and they walk away with that money. I mean, how do you, how are you paying these contractors? Um, you know, our contractors work, kind of everybody works a little differently. Yeah. So contractors that are usually like up and going and they've got a good business, like you're going to pay a little more from that for them, but they can afford to buy material, right? Yeah. I've got some guys, like we've got some tile guys that are phenomenal, but you can tell they live paycheck to paycheck. And so I'm not willing to just front out money. I'm not willing to take that risk, yeah. but we let them go charge our accounts. Like, you know, we've got pro accounts everywhere. And so I just tell them like, you can go and you can add it to our pro account to go pick up the material. And then we just take that off of what we pay them at the end. But if you pay people up front, I just, what what's their incentive of starting that exactly. day, yep. you know? Yeah. And yeah. so pretty soon it's, oh yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. And then three days go by and, Oh, they came an hour out of the day. Like, I won't do that. Yeah, and so. we've all we've yep. all we've yeah, all we dealt with that. that. Yep. I went through that same thing when when I remodeled my condo. Actually, <clears throat> I paid the guy up front, and they just dragged it on week mm -hmm. after week after week. Next thing you know, he actually stole my stuff and then moved, skipped town, and then it came down to it: Am I going to sue anybody over like you know it was like ten grand? By the time you get an attorney and go through all the hassle and everything, is it really worth it? Um, but yeah, you got to be careful. You gotta, and never pay anybody up front. I learned yeah, that no. the hard way as well. Like, I will never pay anybody. Until you complete the job, then you'll get paid. Mm -hmm. But until then, no, you're not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't pay anybody hourly because I refuse no, to. No. Good. I don't want to babysit you. Yeah. I don't want to have to worry, you know. Um, I get a lot of crews that will, like, come in and they want to give me a bid. And they're like, but you pay for material. And I just tell everybody up front, like, include the material in the bid because I don't want to babysit. I don't want to have to see that you picked up six bags of concrete and I'm pretty sure that job could have gotten done with three. So where'd the other three bags go, you know? And they're not as cautious about the cuts that they do on the floor yeah. or how much they, you know, you'll get a 12 by 12 or a 34 by 34 piece of tile and they've cut a little corner out and chuck the rest in the dumpster. Whereas if they're buying it themselves, they're going to use every extra yeah. piece they can. So I just tell everybody up front, put it in your bid. I want you guys, to, I don't care if you have to run it on my pro accounts and we write it off later, but... I'm not paying for material. Yeah, so that's super smart. I feel like that that's helped a ton in saving a lot of money too. So yeah, but but yeah, we've got you, you find you find slowly you'll find little bits. I still use Carlos for our electrician. Good. Like I actually met him through Fernando. Oh really? He yeah. is the most honest. He's the baddest guy. Sweetest I love him. guy. Yeah. Like he brings the sun every time. Uh -huh. Such a cute yeah. kid. Like but I trust him with yeah. anything. Like yep. he is the best and. He does such a great job. Yep. So you kind of just start finding your people that yeah. then you don't have to get bids anymore. Mm -hmm. But most of our big work, we still will bid out. I've got like four or five crews we use, but I'll bid them all because if they're super busy, they're going to charge more. And if yeah. they need the work, they're going to charge you less. So yep. every bid comes in differently. And I feel like that's, that's something you got to always do. You gotta yeah. Car Carlos is good. So I learned from being the one swinging the hammer back in the day when I was a kid doing construction, I did every construction job you can imagine. And uh, I worked with the crews, you know, the, and I would see it from their side, you know, working for people. Like I started painting houses at 12, you know, and uh, for people, for investors. Um, and uh, it's the first time, like, <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you can get high from paint. I was 12 <laughs> years old in the closet and I closed the door in the closet and I'm painting. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of paint it was, but. Oh my gosh, I walked out of that closet and I was like floating on clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy didn't tell me and I was in there for like an hour trying to paint. Um, anyways, uh, you know, so I got that experience from that. End, and so I knew who were the right people you wanted to hire, you know. And so when I, when I was renovating a 6,000 square foot commercial space, um, we were doing, we did everything. Like we did everything. And I was searching for electricians and uh, I was getting bids and talking to people and doing some of the work myself. And uh, I met Carlos through a friend, and when he came, I just knew he was the guy for the job. And he was very, very good. Like this guy, he worked on, um, I believe he worked for the government doing electrical for cities in Mexico back in the day. Oh, okay. So he, he can do high-level stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is a commercial space, so it needed a lot of, you know, a lot of like commercial stuff, you know, and, and uh, electrical stuff that was commercial grade. And so when he came in, he gave me the bid. I was like, man, his bid is good. Like... I know, I, I know he, he can do it. He's very smart, right? Because I was trying to do it the cheap way. 
And I was like, no, do it like this, do it like that. And he's like, no, 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 no. Code says it was like this. And I'm like, oh, you follow code too? Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I didn't think you would. You know? We still have that debate. Just yeah. even on this house, he was like, you need an outlet here. I'm like, it's a hallway. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's going to use it. He, April, you want one. I've just had to learn to just be like, okay, Carlos, go yeah. ahead and put him yeah. in. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's good at that. And so I listened to him and uh, he did. I gave him one small job at first before he did this major job, right? And uh, he did the small job. He did it so fast. He was honest. And the second job, you know, I broke my, my, my rule, which was don't pay somebody up front. But something told me, you know what? Carlos is trustworthy. I know him through a friend. You know, so I have somebody to vouch for him. And so I paid him. It was a pretty good chunk of change up front. And he went and got the material. And then he told me he was going to be gone for a week. And I knew that beforehand. Mm -hmm. And he needed the money for that week while he was gone. I said, okay, I trust him. And he came back. He did the job. And I was like, cool. Like, there we go. He, he passed the test. I gave him money up front. And it was a lot of money. And he came back and he did the job. And he didn't have to. And so after that, I was like, I'm going to use him for everything. And I have, and I always will. And I sent him to Alan and Alan mm -hmm. has him using, you know, use him for, and I'm happy to use him for stuff too. Yep. Cause yeah, you know, the, the dude's a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's really honest too. Dude, he saved my ass on my condo. He came in yeah. and come to find out all the electrical work that was done beforehand before mm -hmm. they didn't even do it right. They just ran a bunch of wires, you know, throughout the whole ceiling and everything not connected to anywhere. Oh he's like, um, I have to like redo every single thing here. Um, yeah, actually, after I had him do it, I was so, like, pleased and thankful. I mean, whatever he, whatever he charged me, I gave him $1,000 extra. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. Like, it meant that much to me that he did that because I went through hell and back the last, you know, few months. <clears throat> That's why I'm like, the one thing about me is if I have a good experience with somebody, I want to refer them to the world. Mm -hmm. I don't expect anything back. I don't want to kick back. I don't want anything. Yeah. If I if you take care of me, I want to make sure to refer you to everybody. Um, and he's one of those people. Like, there's actually not a lot, a lot of people. I will put my yeah. my name behind. Um, but Carlos is definitely one of those. Like, yeah, I can definitely I can vouch for him. Yeah, he's. Solid. You can feel his heart. Like, you can yeah. just feel. You guys, he'll be on the top of a ladder, and I'll pull up and be start unloading stuff out of my car, and he is right there to let me help you. Let me take yeah. that for you. Like. Every time I walk by him, he'll hurry and get up and move his stuff. I'm like, Carlos, stay. You're okay. You don't have to move every time. And he still will. Like, he just, yeah. Just Sometimes good, I just, I'm like, I got to leave. I am just yeah. slowing this poor guy down. Like, yeah. just has to keep moving yeah. out just of my good way. Dude. Like, uh -huh. yeah. So nice. Yep. Solid guy. So you have your crew in place right now. Yeah. Do you have multiple crews that you use? Because you guys do. do more than one yeah. for a month, right? So I've just learned that I, I get a lot of crews that want to bid me out on the whole job. But the problem is, is they've only got so many guys. And no crew is ever going to just take one job at a time. Yeah. And so sounds really good at the beginning, but then they start getting other jobs. And so then pretty soon you go from eight guys at the house to five guys at the house to two guys at the house to, you know, that it just, it'll draw, drag the flips on too long. So I have one main crew that does majority of our like big stuff, the demoing the walls, putting up new framing and drywall and the big stuff like that because you can't fake a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You need to, it needs to be done right, and I don't want to have to babysit every step. So I have one main crew that does that, but then everything else I will bid out through about four or five, six crews, so that I can have one crew being doing like tile in all of the bathrooms, and another crew's still patching up and doing drywall and that kind of stuff, while one guy's doing my cabinets and just. Different things like that because then it can all come together pretty much all at once. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: Have you ever been on a job site that was yours where you felt like uh, because you're a woman, maybe some of the contractors or some of the people that were there looked at you like, oh, she don't know what the hell she's talking about? Many times. I bet. Yeah. And you know what? You here's the thing, guys. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that's all about like women's rights. Like, <laughs> I, like honestly, <laughs> my girls the other day got stuck shoveling snow like with the church and i'm yeah. like do you see what you've done you've caused this by all these girls having to prove that they're as equal as men i'm like usually it's the boys out shoveling the walks now you guys have to go do it with the boys <laughs> i'm like if everybody would have shut their mouth like just the boys would be doing that today like but i've always been that way because i don't understand it like i don't i've never felt limited i've never yeah. i put your mind to it and do it like who's stopping you no one you know and so i'm not one of those big like Oh my gosh, women need to be treated equal. Yeah. Get out there and prove that you can be equal. Yeah. But I do have to say, yes, there are plenty of times that I've had to be like, stop, guys, I've done this. Yeah. Brett and I have done 100% of the work. I know what it takes. 
stop trying to dramatize it into something that it's not, you know, like that they do. It, it's hard when you show up and you're not the one working and, you know, they're working in a million dollar home and they just think you're one of those people that just money grows on trees, you know, yeah. mentality that doesn't work that way, you know, and there's many times that I've had to let them know that, yeah, I know what you it know takes. What you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that I'm not stupid, but I don't know. That's, Name of the game, yeah. you know. Yeah, as no, long it, to- as you it totally can is. It yeah, no, it, it it totally is. Um, yeah, I'm speaking from 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 experience. You know, I've witnessed that. I, I used to work for a company called Harper Construction back in the day, and we were working on uh, the side of the freeway, and we were doing um, big storm drains, and that was hard work, right? I did it for like three days, got the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I like I had like 50 jobs before I turned 18. I was sure. I was so ready to get out of there, um, but. When I was working, I saw that, I noticed that, and uh, there were some girls that would come onto the crew who, who needed money. You could tell, you know, they're they're struggling, and the men would put them to just hold the little flag on the side of the road. And I'm like, these girls are capable; like they can come and do this stuff. And they would always make jokes like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And I'm just like, dude, you're holding a saw to concrete; like it's not that big of a deal. It's not you don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure this out. But I, I always noticed that growing up, like man, I, I feel like a lot of women who are in construction. A lot of women who are in stuff like what you're doing, I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. You know what I mean? Because I see them and they know what they're doing. You obviously know what you're doing. I mean, how many flips are you guys doing per month? I uh, We try to do about four or five. That's a lot of flips. That's like 50 a year. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that is a lot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We love it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, they know what they're doing. I have friends who are guys who are getting into it or they've been into it and they're not doing anywhere near that. I think it's the mentality. I mean, I yeah. think... You can make a great income off of doing one at a time, you know. And at the beginning, that's how we started, one at a time. Like, just to – it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of organization and a lot of money and that kind of stuff. But you start quickly realizing that if you can trust people, trust crews to get in and do what you lay out, you know, go in and make a plan and let them do it, that there's no difference between doing one or ten at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's – just getting the right crews and yeah. finding the homes. That's clearly the problem right yep. now, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. so, so so that brings me to the next topic, right? Because the other investors we've talked to and the ones that we work with in the past and, and some of our friends like Mike, mm-hmm. um, you know, right now, especially, you know, with inventory being so low on the retail side, um, with the home flipping side, has it affected you guys? Has your business gotten, has it gotten more challenging to, to pick up more properties because of that? Um, I feel like it's definitely slower in finding properties. I feel like we're having to work harder to find those properties. Before, I felt like we'd get a home a week in, you know, to working on it and fixing it up. And we were already being hit up with neighbors or realtors or somebody that had other homes. And so they were constantly just kind of coming to us because of who we had branched out to and who we'd, you know, who do we know and who's willing to send us people that they know and type of things. Whereas now I feel like that's definitely slowed down. So I, in fact, at the very, very beginning of our business, I went and printed out a bunch of like uh, door hangers and we jumped into it so quickly that the box never even got open. Like it came to the house, went to the top of my closet. We never even had time to send them out. And it was about, well, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago that yeah. I reached out to Alan. I'm like, Alan, we got to find more homes. Like I don't want to be doing them one at a time. Yeah. Like, and he was like, you got to get out and start door knocking. And I was like, I am not knocking doors. Like <laughs> these are my neighbors. I'm not like showing up being like, do you want to sell your home? Like, yeah. but, but I was like, okay, we got to, so <laughs> convinced all my kids and their friends like I'm like hey I'll pay you guys go knock on the doors hand them the flyer you know like but I mean they've sat for years with us never even touching them because we stayed busy so I definitely yes things have slowed down um I feel like in a positive way though like there's a lot of people that have we've kind of start started to build a little niche and like I wanted to focus on our community and Alpine and that area and We've definitely had a lot of people reaching out to us now that, my gosh, we didn't get your home. Oh, we didn't get the second home you did. Like, we want you to build us a home, like, you know, fix it up for us. Some other opportunities are coming Yeah, and so I feel like that's, it's good. It's good and bad. Like, I don't know, sometimes it's nice to go in and do the home exactly how you want and not have to, like, critique it right to... Some people don't always have the best ideas. And yeah. I'm like, that's my name behind. Like, that doesn't even match. I don't yeah. want to put those together. You know, you know what? I can like, see her becoming a builder. Yeah. You know what? And then th- the way you prevent that from happening is you just have your 
you know, your set of yeah. standards for cabinets and countertops and flooring and tile and paint and yeah. exteriors and elevations. And I think you could, I think you could put the, I actually you know, know what you kills could put me that about together. being a builder though, is I remember listening to a podcast and they said they make like on average, like a 10% return. I was like, why are you even wasting oh, your I time? I thought it was 30. Like, a lot yeah. higher than 10. I thought it was 30. Yeah. That's we have some, we have some friends who are developers and they are making a killing. Really? Yeah. Uh, especially now with the low inventory, you can name your price. I, I feel like a lot of builders are doing that. It's like every two weeks is a price increase. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would look into that because I think that you guys, I think you guys have the ability, you know, yeah. if you guys can lock up some land, you know, lock up some land that's. Good luck. Yeah, you can that too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got some coming up. Yeah. Oh, we do have yeah, land coming up. We have some land coming up. Yeah. yeah it's a high, high dense, zoned high density, uh -huh. right? Yeah. For apartments. Oh, tear, like tear, tear down the old home, build condos right there. Yeah. So Definitely if you're interested, a good, a good opportunity. Yeah. yeah, if you're interested. Okay. I mean, we'll look at anything yeah. always, but. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So what else are you doing right now? I know you have, you have three, three kids? Four kids. Four kids. Yep. Um, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? What do people like you do when they're not flipping <laughs> houses? Uh, we love to travel. So we do a lot of traveling. Love to be at the beach. Um, we love to be outdoors. So we go water skiing a lot in the summer and we ski a lot in the winter and yeah. We just like to stay busy. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I love Utah. Utah, I feel like, is like the best place. It has everything. Yeah. You know, I just picked up snowboarding this 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 last month in February is when I picked up snowboarding. Okay. And I haven't done it for like 20 years before that. But I fell in love with it. And I'm like, what have I been doing this whole time? Not up here in the mountain. You know what I mean? Right. So, so And my son is in love with it, too. He's bugging me right now. He wants to go this week. I'm like, hopefully there's enough snow. I think there still is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like to, that's probably the only other thing I like to do now, you know, the only other interest I have besides sitting here building the business with Alan. Well, that, that's the cool thing about Utah. I feel like we have everything, mm -hmm. everything and more, which is why, you know, there's such a <clears throat> high demand of people that are coming here. You know, we have all the outdoors, we have the, the lakes, you know, we have just so much to offer, which I'm not surprised people keep moving here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? So I have a lot of conversations with our agents because everybody has different opinions on what's happening right now, where the market's heading, if the homes will continue to increase because of lack of inventory, um, if we're going to be able to catch up with the con new construction, if it's going to slow down. And uh, a lot of people are saying it's not going to slow down. People are going to continue to move here because the word is out that Salt Lake City, Utah County, Salt Lake County is a really great place to live in the U.S., mm -hmm. And that people now are starting to flock here. And so what we were talking about is, okay, well, what's going to happen if people don't stop moving here? And we always have this lack of inventory. Mm -hmm. Home prices are going to go up like they are in California. So what are people going to do? And so what everyone's saying is, well, they'll just start developing these smaller towns just outside of the big towns. So you look at places like Santa Quinn, places like uh, Erda and Tooele, mm -hmm. right? Places like um, Salem, you know, uh, you can already see it now. There's a lot of building going on over there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, man, if that's the case, maybe developers should be looking towards those areas. So have you guys looked at areas like that? Yeah, we have. So we have one of our investors that started with us right at the beginning. And you guys, he's pretty well connected. And when I started asking him, like, what does he think for the market? And what is he? This was at the beginning when I wasn't quite sure what I was doing 100%. Yeah. And he would tell me stuff that I was like, I don't, you might as well be speaking a different language. Like, I don't even understand the words coming out of your mouth that I started to like record our calls. And then I'd go back and Google what those words even were. Like, That's I mean, smart. it was like that bad like, that I was like total faking it, like of trying to have that conversation with him. But it was years ago that he had said that Utah, I mean, before this whole pandemic, everything that Utah is growing so quickly and that they are expected to have, and I can't even remember, it was a ridiculous amount of people yeah. that are expected to move here in the next few years. And that it was from here to St. George of what was gonna, you know, start really yeah. building and growing and and that kind of stuff. And and it's exactly it's exactly what's happening is you've got all these people moving here and you've got people moving from like New York and California and where the price of a home is so much higher there. And so they're coming here and they're being able to buy pretty much like this mansion compared to what they've been living yes. in for cheaper than what they just sold their home. So it is, it's attracting a lot of people and Utah's a great place to live, but we are, we're running out of places. And so they're building into those smaller towns yep. and places where you would never even have considered yeah. nice homes going into. And we've looked into it a little bit, but when we started looking into it and talking 
the cities are still trying to figure out how to handle it. Yeah, they are. You know, we've been looking at that. Yeah, we have. And in southern Santa Quinn, mm -hmm. we're looking at like very seriously about developing over there, Alan and I. Mm -hmm. And even the zoning is still like, they don't even know. Cause they're yeah. like, well, this area right here was under, um, we had it under contract with a, a big developer for a few years and they didn't develop it when they were supposed to. So it expired. And then it went from being zoned as residential to now commercial, but there's no commercial there. They're like, so we don't even know if we're going to put it back to residential or multifamily. And they're just like, we don't, we don't know. And I'm just like, well, come on, help me out here. I, I want to buy some land over there, you know? And so it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people are still confused about, you know, how to, how to zone the land and, and what to expect in the next two, three, four, five years. Well, um, and the cities aren't, I mean, like we looked at buying some property in Spanish Fork even, but it was like on the outskirts and that we could buy this huge property and then subdivide it out, mm -hmm. you know, and be able to put a couple of really nice homes there. And the city was like, oh, we're 10 years before you'll have water and power out there. I'm like 10 years? Wow. Like, what? I'm not going to hold on to it for that long, but she's, you know, for them, they're just like, we... We don't have the time. We don't have the manpower. We don't have that. They're just not, they're not equipped yet for what's yeah. coming. And so I feel like those are all great opportunities, but you've got to be willing to sit on your money for a while. Yep. And to me, I'm like, yes, it could be, if I had tons of extra money just sitting, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But for me right now, I'm like, I'd rather do a bunch of flips that we can have back up on the market in a month. Yeah. You know, that when we started looking into them and stuff, I'm like, oh, we got to. The cities have got to catch up a yeah. little bit before. So. so when you guys are searching for your flips, how far out are you guys looking? Are you guys looking like Ogden? Are you guys looking in Tooele? I'm kind of greedy. I mean, I'll, I'll tell anybody I'll look anywhere. Yeah. I'm not going to Ogden. Like, yeah. I'd have to be making unbelievable money. It's actually a good area. One of the yeah, fast, know. fastest know. growing here in Utah. <laughs> I know. Just saying. It's that I don't want to be in my car. <laughs> I don't want to drive. I thought you were joking like, for a minute there. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, no. I'm actually not. <laughs> I've had so many realtors even be like, oh my gosh, you got to buy out here. I'm like, it's scary out there. I'm not driving out. You know, you're missing, <laughs> you're missing so much money. And I'm like, at the time I'm like, yeah, but I can find homes where I want to build. Yeah. So I'm, I definitely will look anywhere, but I have to say one thing that kind of sets us a little different than most flippers, most flippers, I'd say probably buy like 400,000 and under. And I tend, we tend to try to buy a little bit, quite a bit higher. Yeah. I do that on purpose because I don't want to have to compete against a bunch of flippers. I feel like there's a lot that are coming around, especially if you ever go to like a wholesale deal. Like it's a joke how many people will walk yeah. through those homes. I don't want to have to compete against all of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have very cheap taste and I can't help it. Like I know you're not, you're not supposed to buy emotionally and, but I'll go to pick out countertops and I'm like, Hey, how about this one? And they're like, well, that's a grade 10 and I'm supposed to be in a grade one, you know, like, like there's nothing in grade one. I can't. Yeah. So I, we, I kind of enjoy the higher end. It makes it more fun for me to design it and decorate. No, you're right too. We have some friends, you know, Philly and those guys, they, mm -hmm. they've been purchasing in the, in the, in the higher price point. I think they just picked up a, a flip right now. It's uh they got it closer to a million, but the ARV is around two. And so they're filming the whole process yeah. right now. You know, I wish uh, they put the YouTube channel up. Uh, it's called the estate project. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, huge um, shout out to Philly and, Bobby, and uh, yeah. Bobby. Yeah, they're, they're doing really good. But when they have their stuff, I'll send it to you so you can see how they're filming because yeah, they're see. they're very inspirational. These, these and they're young too, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so those, those guys are doing it, and you're right, they're staying in that higher price point, you know, because there's less competition. And and you know the the Utah sell now stuff, Joe Homebuyer, you know that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I got a, a listing sent over, and it was for an area that I'd love to live in. And I looked at it and he didn't have a suggested price on there. And so when I called the guy, he said, hey, um, just come and walk through it. And it was an area that's over a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if I can get that, you know, a lot lower, depending on the condition, then I'm willing to purchase a crappier house in that area and then just renovate it. And so um, he called me after they did the showings and I was busy at the time. And I said, how did it turn out? He's like, we had like three people show up. And I was like, oh, look, see, there's less people going to the higher price mm -hmm. point. There's less competition. These other ones, there's like 30, 40, 50 people showing up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so that's going to be my, my area when I, when I decide to purchase. You know, it's going to be in that higher price point, but it's going to be with, with a people like that or somebody where I can get a flip because these areas, I mean, they're not going down in value. C no. Cottonwood Heights, you know, Holiday, you know, uh, anything above Wasatch. And that's this is the area that I love. And I'm like, well, if I want to stay around a million, I'm going to find a flip and just put some money into it because – there's no way in hell I'm going to find something that I like, mm -hmm. you know, with my expensive taste, you know, in that price point in that area, they're all two, three, four, five million, mm -hmm. 
you know, so it's, it's interesting, but I, I love that, 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 you know, the strategy you have, cause it, it works, Yeah. you know, it works. And it is, I, you know, you get a lot of people that are like, well, aren't you scared if the market crashes or, and I've just kind of told everyone, I'm like, you guys, when have you ever seen that homes don't sell? Yeah. They're always going to sell. So if the values go down for a while, great. Well, then we buy cheaper. So then we sell cheaper. Like, you know, worst case scenario, you rent it out. There's always renters, you know? So I just think you got to keep your numbers good so that they make sense. But I just, to me, there's not a risk here. Like there's not, you're not always going to win. I mean, I'm not like naive. I'm not thinking that like every deal is going to be a, land, a wonderful landslide, you know, but there's just, it's not a huge risk. Yeah. I feel like there's, your risk is in being able to do it. I think I bring a lot of people that will walk through the home and they're like, wait, what? How did you know what walls to take down? How did you? I think that's the one thing that people need to learn. They need to understand what people want mm -hmm. and how can you redo a house? Like, how can you, what walls can come down? What's going to make this house appealing? Because that's, I feel like, where most people struggle. One thing, actually, I love walking through a home with her. We'll walk into through a shithole. I'm like, man, what are we going to do here? How, how are you going to open that up? And then her creative mind would just kind of go, well, we'll tear that out. We'll tear that out. We'll add that. We'll put the kitchen right here. We'll open up the ceiling. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right. <laughs> you know, because she has the creative mind yeah, for that. And yeah. I'll, I'll watch it all play out. And then after it's all done, I'll take a little walkthrough after. And I'm like, whoa, it's mind blown. Like, damn good work. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So are you... Um, are you currently using your own cash right now on any deals? I mean, is that um, on that some, yeah, we do yeah. occasionally. Yeah. I try to save them for the ones that right now, especially with where the market is, like sometimes it's not, you know, it's a little bit tighter numbers. Yeah. And so that's usually when we'll try to use our own money is when it's things like that. Um, investors, like I said, I'll always, we use a lot of investors for that fact that then I'm not tying up my money on one that I can afford to pay investor fees and things like that so that my money is there for yeah. when something pops up off the market that I don't want to miss out on. Yeah. Has so, Brett ever thought about getting his real estate license? Yeah. You know what? We, like I said, Brett's such a hard worker that like any idea I throw at him, like we'll keep execute. telling him, I'm like, babe, you've got to learn Spanish. Like, I feel like that's our one <laughs> disadvantage <laughs> is True. like, and because all of my crews, I keep telling them, I'm like, you guys, if your crews don't understand me, I need you to teach them to say no not yes. Yeah. Everybody, if they don't understand you, they say yes. Great. Well, then I think we're on the same page. And actually, you have no idea what I just said to you, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I so I keep telling them, I'm like, I feel like we have a huge disadvantage in like, you need to learn Spanish. And we talked a long time for like, hey, what if you got your real estate license and things like that? And I'm, I'm not gonna say it's never gonna happen. But I'm a very big firm believer in let everybody do what they're good at. Yeah. And everybody makes some money. And to me, I'm not, I'm not willing to give up my weekend sitting at an open house. I'm yeah. not willing to give up my evening that I want to be doing something else to go meet some people to walk through the home type of mentality and your phone ringing off the hook with that when I'm trying to already deal with crews and stuff. Yeah. And so for right now, I just feel like we've got great realtors. You know, Alan's amazing. Thank you. We love you. Mm -hmm. But we've got some great realtors that they do a great job and – as long as they're going to continue that, then I'm going to let them do what they're good at and we'll stick to what we're good yeah, at. Yeah, that's good. You know, yeah. well, one thing I'm looking forward to is you help doing, helping me do that flip. Yeah. I'm actually looking Excited. forward to it. We'll be doing a remodel off of uh, 15th and 15th in Sugar House. It's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. It was one of those where originally I didn't really plan on doing a whole lot to it where I'm like maybe a little bit of paint and carpet. But I'm like, no, the home just deserves a complete remodel. Um, especially due to the location where it's at, like who better than April to take that project on? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, I think, I think because I've been to some of your flips too, and, and I think your guys' style and design, like I think it'll go really good over there. Oh, yeah. You know, that's an area I think that would appreciate the kind of work that you guys do. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, mid-century modern. You guys do a lot of stuff like that too. Um, and that area just screams mid-century yeah. modern. You know, I love the modern. I love mid-century mm -hmm. modern. I, we try to do a lot of the staging is kind of keeping it that way. But I feel like I always try to put enough of a timeless look into it that it's not going to be one of those fads that when it goes out, all of a sudden you've got to gut your whole house again. Like, I mean, people can't, no, yeah. nobody buys a home wanting to have to gut it in five years because that's yeah. not the trend anymore. And so we try to kind of keep our style 
definitely more modern but timeless so that it can just kind of stay forever. So question, the you, you mentioned staging. <clears throat> How important is staging when you selling guys, a home? Critical, critical. And honestly, I truly, we don't, we don't have fast anything. Like I, I want my work to be good. I want to be able to go back to a home or homeowner in a year and they love everything about the home, not, Oh, found out that there was a lot of crap or that we were hiding stuff or, you know, and so we, we try to do really good quality work, but even that being said, that's not enough. So one of our homes, we actually worked with, uh, with Alan, right. As COVID hit, we had offer several offers yeah. day one, all over asking price. We accepted an offer, went through the whole, you know, several weeks, and it was like 14 minutes before, before five. their due diligence was up, and they backed out because they were so panicked of COVID, like COVID had just hit, people were just starting to have to work from home and everything, and they were so terrified that what if the market was going to crash and they've just bought this home at top dollar, you know, for no reason. And so they pulled out, but because I thought it was a shoe in and we were done, I'd never had somebody pull out on us before. So we had had all the staging removed. And so then the house had to go back up on the mm -hmm. market. And I was like, I am not spending a couple thousand dollars again to have this staged. Like we had several offers, we'll, yeah. we'll get it. And it was the first time we hadn't, hadn't used staging. And so like, you know, cause we didn't put it back in, but, and we put it on the market for a few days and I was yeah. like, what is going on? Like, why are we not getting any offers? And I just kept like feeling like we've got to get it staged. And so the, I called the stagers back and I'm like, okay, we're going to do a minimal stage, but we've, we're gonna, we got to throw furniture back in there. And they put it in and very next day we had three offers. Yep. So, I mean, it just people, people that want, that can walk into a home and see it for themselves, they can be able to envision what their couch is going to look like and where they, you know, where they'll put their table and things like that. Those are the type of people they're looking for one they can fix up themselves. Yeah. Most people can't do that. Most people need to be able to walk in and see it move in ready mm -hmm. that they could entertain tonight, see where their family's going to eat dinner, see that their kid's bed's going to sit right there, you know, that they have enough room in their room to play. And, and honestly, a lot of the time putting furniture in makes the room look so much bigger. There's many times that I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a tight room. Well, on top of that, it makes the home, I feel like, just look and feel better. Mm -hmm. Like, I love walking through a home that's staged or fully furnished because, yeah, you're right. A lot of people, they can't really envision, hey, what, what will my couch fit there? Will the coffee table fit there? You know, what, where should I put the TV? And you're more focused on thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to put this? That You kind of lose sight of the actual home. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like once the, all the staging is done for you, you're able to just kind of walk in and just actually enjoy the beauty of the home um, and yeah a lot of times I mean most of the time people will just fall in love with it mm -hmm. a lot of people will actually want to buy the furniture which is a huge mm -hmm. shout out to the, your staging company we love them like such a great job they do an amazing job you know people always ask hey could they sell me that couch could they sell me that and that'll happen all the time yeah yeah and I think I think a lot of it too is it photographs better I mean how exciting is it oh, night room, and day you night know and day. it's like and because I think a lot of the time you'll see like Photos always look better than what it is in person. So if somebody's done a crappy paint job, you can't see that in photos. And so then you get all this attraction of people coming to the home and you have no offers. And it's really because it wasn't a good job. It wasn't, you know. So I feel like you got to have good quality work. But having that the furniture in there and showing people what how each room plays out and the potential it has, I think night and day. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Well, on top of that, the homes, they sell for more. Always. I forgot what, yeah. what the percentage was, but it was a pretty what, 10 or 20% more. I'm not sure what, what the number actually was. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we heard it when we had, we, so we had Bobby come by, she yeah. had a staging company too. Um, and they staged all their, their, their properties and she was talking about it. And we know from experience, I mean, you walk through the flip that we got in sugar house before. And when we finished the property, I mean, the floors were beautiful. The walls were beautiful. Everything looked so good. But then when we added the staging, I couldn't imagine it selling without the staging mm -hmm. because the house looks so freaking small. It was so tiny. Yeah. Only a little two bedroom, right? Yeah, just under a thousand square feet. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like this little tiny house, like without staging, I can't imagine somebody thinking they could actually fit their stuff in here, mm -hmm. you know? And so when we staged it, I was like, wow, that made the biggest improvement, you know, and it sold eventually, you know, but I was like, every house needs to be staged if it, no one's living there. You know, it has to be. And and realistically, it goes the same way for huge rooms. 
you know, it can be just as overwhelming for people to walk through and be like, oh my gosh, what do you do with this room? And stagers can come in and they'll lay it out into like even two or three different sections sometimes. But yeah. it definitely, it's the one thing I'd say don't, don't settle on, don't negotiate that. You've got to have staging in there. Yeah. So right now with you guys, you guys are focusing solely on flipping properties, investing in properties. Um, you haven't went the developer route yet, but I'm telling you it's probably going to happen. I already okay. know it, right? She's going to be a builder soon, oh, yeah. right? Um, if people are asking you, it's going to happen, right? Um, but you guys are focusing on getting getting more houses. That's that's the goal right now, right? You guys, because yep. you guys can handle more. Yeah, absolutely. So so um, let's give you a plug then then for your business. So it's Powerhouse Dreams mm-hmm. at. Um, so like is it Instagram is it yeah, Instagram it, just Powerhouse on, Dreams? On Instagram, it's Powerhouse underscore Dreams. Okay. Somebody had the Dreams or something with it already. <laughs> it's so annoying, it. but yeah, Powerhouse Dreams um, is where you can find us. Okay. So we're in Facebook. Same thing. Powerhouse. Yep. Okay, Same thing dreams. on Facebook. Yeah. But Perfect. yeah, I feel like right now we're doing a lot of, like I said, we get a lot of people that they know where they want to be and they just can't find a home. And so we're kind of partnering with them to hopefully we can find a home, but if they find one, find one, and then we'll come in and redo it for them and stuff like that. So we do a lot of that. We have, we've worked with people even before that they want to sell their home, but they have no idea how to like fix it up and stuff before. And right now that's, I mean, the market's hot. Yeah. So I think it's definitely a good opportunity for people that if you can like fix it up and do what needs to be Perfect. done. But so on the, on the renovation side, if somebody were to contact you and they wanted to have you go in and renovate their house, do you guys offer financing too? Um, we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can. That's so good. So a lot. You guys hear that? That's good. Oh, that's, that's really good. good. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, it's kind of funny too is <laughs> right now. I feel like a lot of people, cause I'm seeing the listings pop up because the inventory is so low. They're not even trying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, they're not painting like they should have. They're not even cleaning yeah. the house. Like I'm seeing photos are all dirty. I'm just like, we know it's going to sell no matter what, but come on. <laughs> and you know, you guys, that's what, that I think was probably my, aside from learning how to find good crews, I feel like that's always dependable crews, crews that are going to do what they mm-hmm. tell you they're going to do and actually show up. But is there are people that live really gross. Mm-hmm. You guys, like we walk through homes. That one, do you remember the one I called you on? I'm like, there was a dead cat in the closet. Like I bailed at that point. I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm not like, I don't need this house this bad. Yeah. Like, but it is, it is sad. Like, I don't care how people want to live until they've got kids. And when I start seeing yeah. kids stuff around and it is so nasty. And so like, yeah, it is kinda sad, hurts, huh? but, yeah. but it does, it, it kills yourself. Like it mm-hmm. definitely, but yeah, you're right right now. Yeah. People don't care. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Yeah. No, I, we, we, we've walked through multiple homes where you literally have to, you have to hold your breath in like, Oh, that bad. So many. I'm seeing realtor photos too. It's like cell phone camera blurred. Best like. of all, I love the ones they take with them in the actual mirror as well. Oh, yeah. And you can tell they're taking them oh, on their own. I love it. It's too funny yeah. right now. There's been a few in our area that won't even let you get in the house because they've got renters in there that won't let you, you know, that we're only accepting offers and you can't even walk through the house. I'm like, well, what? What about what if everything's yep. destroyed inside yeah. and it's got renters? So, you know, most likely there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And it'll go a hundred thousand over asking price. Yep. Yep. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's on the highway. Like I'm like, what's oh, going yeah. on right oh, now? Yeah. Like everything. Oh, it's yeah. unreal. Yeah. That's, I've that's we've, the way it is. we've had to learn to just kind of take that risk that yeah. at this point I'm like, if it's gonna sell, then great. It'll sell for more once I fix it up. So honestly, there's even been a few that I'm like, yeah, we can't get in there, but just put an offer in. I don't care. Like anything's selling right now. So if I can get my hands on it and do what I do, then We'll sell it for more. Like Yeah. So we talked about it earlier b- before we started the podcast that you guys, again, going back to the whole, you guys can handle more, so you guys want some more properties. So for agents out there who have potential flips, are you asking them to reach out to you to give you a shot to, to, to yes, put an offer absolutely. in? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Please. I would love all agents, like especially ones that you know that aren't on the market yet. Like we can close, I can close tomorrow if they want, you know? And so we can have cash, we can make it quick and easy. We don't do, like, we come in and do our own inspection. So we make it super simple if you've got renters or stuff in there. Like, we're not looking to drag it on for weeks or anything yeah. like that. But we would love those off-market deals that haven't hit yet. Like, we'd love to And I can personally vouch for yeah. that as well because, you, because we just closed up on the one just over a million. Mm-hmm. I think we got it under contract Wednesday. And then we closed on it on Friday. Yep. So within, what, 48 hours we closed on it. And it was Perfect. a cash deal. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's what we're that's what we're looking for. But we love new agents all the time. So perfect. 
Well, we want to have you come back and talk to the team a little bit, uh, a little bit. And, Monday, and, 9.30. Okay, perfect. Yeah, have you come by and chat with them so they can get to know you. And we're always coming across deals constantly, so we'll definitely give you a call, you know, yeah, when, we, when, we, when we get them, uh, and the team especially. So, mm-hmm. But, dude, thank you again for yeah. coming today. Uh, I want to get you on again a little later on. Um, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into uh, the whole process and maybe we can get a camera to follow you around and uh, check out the whole foot process. You know what I mean? Provide some education to the viewers. So, so thanks again for coming today. Thank you. Um, Actually, let me give you one more plug. So it's, it's uh, April cook powerhouse dreams. And then what's your phone number? Yeah. So powerhouse is one word. So powerhouse underscore dreams for like Instagram and stuff. Um, Phone number 801-598-3525. Perfect. Call or text me anytime. Okay, sure. I'll put I'll, I'll put all the information in the description below. So awesome. if anybody's looking at any agents, they see it, they want to shop it to April, then yeah, you can have a crack it. at it. Cool. Awesome. Dude, thanks for being here today. Of course. Until so, next time. So lo- lovely to have you always <laughs> on the podcast. I love it. I love Every it. Every time I try to get him in here. And again, we were supposed to do it at 11. We started like almost 12 because this guy, <laughs> right? Yep. Anyways, okay. Awesome, guys. We'll see you in the next okay, one. Thanks so much. Yep. need to know everything. Who in the what in the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war.